we as we dive in this morning and uh, we're looking back to move forward, I use this material called Hello Goodbye. It's a resource that a pastor friend of mine, along with uh, her friends, uh, put together. And for the last number of years, maybe oh, six, seven years, I've been using this material called Hello Goodbye. And this material has been a walkthrough of one reflecting on how did the year go? What was twenty? What was the year that we just came out of? Uh, what were the things that I'm recognizing where God, was, uh, where God was there, where God was present? And where are there areas that I was, in reflecting, recognizing, man, I was missing where God was at. Maybe I wasn't in the right spot, uh, likely, um, usually. Uh, and, and part of this Hello Goodbye material helps me to reflect back on what had taken place. It also helps me um, uh, to move forward into what's come and how to be prepared for what is to come. And so this resource I have used over the last number of years, it's been a good time, uh, again, just to stop and to reflect, and I encourage you, again, the, the resource is called Hello Goodbye, it's out, uh, you can purchase it, it's not, it's like five bucks for the, for the material. Um, but in that reflection time, um, we're gonna do that ourselves, uh, to, today and next week as well. Today is about looking back, and when we look back, what do we see? Uh, we're going to dive into Exodus chapter 20, uh, not 20, Exodus chapter 15, and now that my hands are covered in anointing oil, we're going to read out of the ERV, and every time we have a family service, the best we can, we're going to try to make it so that kids are a part of it. The ERV is the easy reader version, okay? I don't have it in print, but I do have it on my phone, and so I'll be reading out of the easy reader version as long as I can touch things without getting them all oily, Okay. Uh, but they'll be on the screen. Exodus chapter 15, starting in verse 22. Moses led the Israelites away from the Red Sea and into the desert of Shur. They traveled for three days in the desert. They could not find any water. Then they came to Marah. There was water at Marah, but it was too bitter to drink. That is why the place was named Marah. The people began complaining to Moses. They said, now what will we drink? So Moses, so Moses called to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a, a large piece of wood. Then Moses, put the wood uh, then Moses put the wood in the water, and the water became good to drink. There the Lord put in place a law and a command for him and tested him to see if he would obey. He said to him, I am the Lord your God. If you listen to me and do what I say is right, and if you obey all my commands and laws, then I will not, uh, I will not give you any of the sicknesses that I, have, that I gave to the Egyptians." I am the Lord who heals you. Then the people traveled to Elam. At Elam there were 12 springs of water and 70 palm trees. So the people made their camp there near that water. And as we dive in uh, into a looking back, we think of just the, the, what the Israelites have come, to, come through. They've, they've, they've crossed the Red Sea. They're wandering out in the desert now. It's going to be 40 years. We know this later on, but they don't know that. They've just escaped Egypt. And three days into this journey, uh, after the um, amazing miracle of God parting the Red Sea and escaping the Egyptian army uh, and everything that's chasing them, uh, and Pharaoh himself, they get, they get to safety, cross the Red Sea, and now they're in the desert three days. And now it's, Moses, what are we going to drink? We're out here in the desert. We've got nothing. Uh, and, and there's just a lot of us, and we're, we're in the desert, and we're thirsty. Right? Three days. Okay, uh, maybe some of us, it only takes a day before we start complaining about the thing we're needing, right? I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, maybe not even a full day, maybe it was a couple hours, right? Right, I didn't have lunch today, 
okay? Um, and so three days they're out there and they're complaining, what are we, gonna, what are we going to drink? And so um, back in, in verse 20, 25, um, the Lord says, look, I'm gonna test you here. Moses cries out to, to God and God shows him this piece of wood and, and he puts this wood in the water and the water becomes good to drink where it was once bitter. Then the Lord said, uh, there the Lord put in place a law command to, for him and tested him to see if he would obey. He said to him, I'm the Lord your God. If you listen to me uh, and do what I say is right and if you obey all my commands and laws, then I will, give you, uh, I, will, I, will, I will not give you any of the sicknesses that I've given the Egyptians. I am the Lord that heals you. And so in this first test, again, today and next week, we're gonna look at a couple tests that the Israelites had to go through and help us as we reflect back and look back so that we can move forward in a way that God's calling us. There's a first test here is that, uh, do you trust God that he's gonna provide what you need when you need it? Will you trust God with your heart? Will you trust God with your will? The, the way to, 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 to translate heart in Hebrew, especially in this passage, uh, is will. Will you trust God with all that you want, all that you desire? Uh, for God's people here wandering in the desert, all that they wanted, all that they desired was some water. They had just escaped the grasp of the Egyptian army and Pharaoh and are now in the desert and they just, they're thirsty. Very real need. We're in the desert and we're thirsty. Uh, what are we gonna, going to drink? Here we brought us to this water, but it's bitter and it's, it's not good to drink. And God provides a way. Moses dips the stick in the water. It is uh, this piece of wood. It is cleansed. It's good to drink. And we're good. They're taken care of. Will you trust God with, uh, with your heart, with your will? Again, the bitter waters turn to sweet amongst Israel's grumbling. What are, we gonna, what are we gonna drink? We're so thirsty out here. And they're grumbling. This grumbling goes on even uh, into the, the rest of, of Exodus as we'll, as we'll cover some of that next week. But they had to wait on God. They had to wait on him. And what we discover here at the end of this passage is, is that waiting on God for them was, they needed to wait just a little bit longer. And we'll talk about here in a second how much longer they needed to wait on God. But for, for us in the purposes of what testing, God testing uh, uh, his people, a testing for God's people is not a pass-fail test, right? Some of you in college or high school, you, you've just gone through finals uh, a month or a couple weeks ago, you finished that, you get through, and now you have another extended time until the next finals you, you need to take, right? I always know when I was in college, the, the lead up to finals, dead week and the week before, because I was a huge procrastinator, was a just like sleepless nights, constantly just doing the assignments that were supposed to be done 15 weeks ago, <laughs> that then I was turning them in, right? And, and then the problem was is that I was getting good grades. It didn't reinforce that I shouldn't, be, I shouldn't procrastinate, right? Until I, became a, until I became a pastor and I realized, you know, if I procrastinate, no one else can help lead with me. It doesn't make it, it makes it very difficult for other people to follow and to come along with me if I'm going to put off what needs to be done. Hence why December was about planning for what's coming, what God is doing and desires to do in and through this church and how, how collaborating and coming together, the removing and tearing down silos that we are one here in what God is calling us into. And that takes time. 
It takes time. So thank you. Thank you for bearing with, with us and, and following along with us in the journey. But this test, the test that God offers his people, is not a pass-fail. It's not a pass-fail. It's not, here, I'm putting this before you. Will you do this? And if you don't, now you've failed. But the test for God's people uh, is, is, there's opportunities here. It's to know. In Deuteronomy uh, chapter 8, verse 16, it says uh, that in the wilderness he fed you manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might, uh, so, so that he might humble you and that he might test you to do good for you in the end. And this idea that, that, um, that these uh, tests exist so that you could know, so that you could know and God could know your heart. Uh, and when, when we say no, uh, this no is not necessarily just a uh, mentally, a cerebrally no, but experientially to know. The Hebrew word is yada. And to, that is to exper- experientially know and understand uh, what it is that's in our heart, what it is that God is inviting us into. Um, and so when, when these tests occur, it's again not a pass-fail, but it's to know what God has for us. It's to know what's in our heart. And so the test uh, then in, in, in Exodus here that God is offering his people is an opportunity to show uh, God what's in our heart. God's people are, have escaped uh, uh, Pharaoh and Egyptian grasp. Uh, they've crossed the Red Sea. They're now wandering in the desert. Will you trust God? And this test is an opportunity to show God what's in your heart. Is it my will? Is it our will? Or am I trusting that God is going to make a way, though I don't see it myself? It's also a test as an opportunity to learn a new lesson from God. Will you trust that your most basic need, drinking water, God will provide? Will you trust in this coming year that the thing you're not sure uh, is possible to take place, God will make a way? Do you trust do you know that God is for you? Do you know that God loves you? Yada, have you experienced God's love? And in 2023, can you look back and to see moments that you experienced God's love for you, where he walked with you in a, in a, in a dark moment, in a desert experience of your own? As you look back at 2023, have you seen God's faithfulness? Has he been near you? Has he, has he cared for you in ways that you didn't know you needed until you were in that moment? Do you know, yada, God's love for you? Have you experienced it? Again, a test is an opportunity to show God what's in your heart. It's also an opportunity to learn a new lesson from God. Jesus even uh, uh, kind of connects this following God and this knowing and experiencing what God has for us in in John chapter 14 in verse 21 it says he who has uh, he who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and will and and will show myself to him if you keep if you keep his commands if you follow him and isn't this the first test that God offers uh, Moses and, and his people? I am the Lord your God. If you listen to me and do what I say is right, and if you obey all my commands and laws, then I will not give you any of the sicknesses I gave the Egyptians. I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord that heals you. 
If you follow uh, in verse 27, the other part of this is that it was right around the corner, God's blessing. Exodus 15, verse 27. Then the people traveled to Elam. At Elam, there was 12 springs of water and 70 palm trees. So the people made their camp there near that water. Now, if you look up how far away is Mara from Elam, and you read this scripture, you might think, and if you didn't connect it, if you didn't know how far away they were, you were like, oh, that's just the next thing. That's what God provided. That was great. They're out in the, in, the, in the wilderness for three days, out in the desert for three days, and they're thirsty, and they're grumbling to Moses, now what are we gonna drink? We're out here, right? This grumbling continues, though, though God provides uh, and makes the waters that were bitter at Mara to be drinkable. It's seven miles away. Seven miles. Maybe a day's trip. It was just around the corner. God's blessing, what he had in store for them, was just down the road. Seven miles. It was just up ahead. But they get in this far, and they're like, Moses, what are we going to drink now? We're out in the desert, and, and, I'm, and we're thirsty and now we're here at this pool of water that is not potable, it's not drinkable, it's bitter, it's, it's not good. Now what are we going to do, Moses? You ever said that to people in charge? <laughs> <laughs> You've brought us here? This is what we have to look forward to? The desert, bitter waters? This, Moses? God provides a piece of wood to be dipped into the water. The water becomes, uh, moves from bitter to sweet, becomes drinkable. And then seven miles ahead were 12 springs and 70 palm branches, or 70 palm trees. The, like, uh, take for a moment, church. <laughs> The blessing was going to be extravagant. It was going to be extravagant, right? They didn't grumble. They get there, 12, 12 springs, 12 tribes, 70 palm trees. This is good stuff. I God is like, I have what you need for everyone. I am, I am I'm preparing the way. I've got it ready. Will you trust God? with all your heart? Will you trust him with your will? How many times in 2023 have we sat back and just grumbled and complained about the things that sit in front of us that we're not sure how we're supposed to overcome or endure or make our way through, and we've just grumbled? Well, now what? You've led me out here, God. Now what? I'm in the desert. Now what? I'm out of money. I'm out of resources. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Now what? And we forget. We forget that God rescued us in the beginning. Will we, will we trust God with all of our heart, with all of our will? Seven miles ahead was God's refreshing. Seven miles ahead, they were gonna find 12, 12 pools 
12 springs and 70 palm trees. It was going to be enough. Refreshing was just ahead. Now here, I want to make this clear. They grumbled and God still provided. So we can, we can, we can fall on our humanity. <laughs> we can fall on our humanity. And God still provided for his people. He still provided the 12 springs and the 70 palm trees, though they grumbled just before. Seven, seven, miles, seven miles before, they, they already grumbled. And God still provided for his people. God is faithful. God is faithful. Not only is God faithful, but he is the healer. God is the healer. Right? It says, I, I, uh, I am the Lord who heals you. Right? This, the, the Hebrew for that is, is Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who heals. Heals what ails you, heals what sicknesses you are battling. I am the Lord who heals your heart. Will you trust me? Will you trust me that even in the things that you absolutely need to live on this earth, God sees it and provides? And he heals our hearts and he heals our wounds and he takes care of us. Again, just, seven, just down the road was a refreshing Mind you, this is in the desert, church. <laughs> 12 springs, 70 palm trees. It's in the desert. God, God made a way. Just down the road was gonna be a refreshing. And here's an invitation for us, is that coming into 2024, there is a refreshing that exists uh, that God's inviting us into, and a refreshing that we can take part in. And, and for us, we, we call those refresh groups. And these refresh groups are places and times where we can gather in a smaller group and dive into what God is inviting us into, to ask those tough questions, to read scripture together, to pray for one another. That, it, that though we're praying for our, our C3 kids, mentors, and C3 youth mentors, that there exists in refresh groups opportunity to do that day, uh, week in and week out. And so I wanna I invite you to turn your attention to the screens for uh, a video on the refresh groups. God made us to live a life that makes a difference in the world around us. If we are paying attention, God is always inviting us into the amazing things that he is doing. And what makes it all worth doing, what sustains this lifelong mission, is community. God leads us to do specific things as individuals, but we've seen him do amazing things when an extended family-sized group of people listen and respond to him together. This is why Refresh Groups exist at Centralia Community Church. We have a God-given desire to know God, be known, know others, and to make a difference in our community. These intergenerational groups of people discover together how to love God, care for each other, and care for the world He calls us to love. Refresh groups include kids and youth, singles or couples, parents and grandparents. Refresh groups are made up of people who follow Jesus, people who are just getting to know Him, or people who are neighbors simply looking for a place to belong. All of them learn how to love their neighbors in the name of Jesus. They love neighbors in the foster care community, in our local schools, and those experiencing homelessness. All of the communities are open to everyone and never exclusive. Anyone can join in, so feel free to come to one of the gatherings. Simply contact the point person to hear how you can go, see what they're all about, and answer any questions you might have. 
If you feel like God's been leading you to a neighborhood or network that none of the current refresh groups are focusing on, we'd love to tell you the process of starting a new refresh group. Together, God uses us to make a difference in the world he loves. So I would... Yeah. I want to encourage you, if you are not a part of a fresh group and you, and you sense a tug from God, from the Holy Spirit, saying maybe a getting into a fresh group is what I'm inviting you into in this coming year so that you can do all the things that was um, uh, talked about in that video, then, then, I, then I want to be the first to invite you Take that next step. And we do have signups out in the, in the commons. Uh, and, and if you have any questions, you can talk to myself or Pastor Elmer uh, or any, anyone else, that any one of the, those who are leading those refresh groups and those, that info is out there. But as we, as, we, as we close this morning, I want us to think back. Again, this is looking back so that we can move forward. As we look back, as, as this last month is in, in preparation for this, as I look back 40 years, and 40 years is pretty significant for the life of this church, right? 1980s. A lot of things were changing. A lot of things were happening. A lot of growth was taking place. 40 years ago, did they have in mind what would be currently taking place now? 40 years ago, did they know that when construction projects, when capital fund campaigns, when uh, paying off the debt, when all the things were, were, were progressing at a, at a pretty rapid rate, uh, in, the, in the 80s and on, on in the next in the last 40 years? Did they know? Did they know that their faithfulness and what God was inviting them into, did they know that we'd be standing on that foundation right now? And church, it's, it's, it's too easy to just move on to the next day without reflecting and thinking back, even in this last year of 2023, 40 years ago, do we recognize God's faithfulness? Are we aware of it? How are we being faithful to God right now because we've recognized how faithful God has been in the past? And where is God asking us to trust him? Where is God inviting us to trust him in areas that we, we've been holding on maybe too tight or we've maybe been grumbling? Well, now what? And God says, trust me. Will you trust me with your whole heart? Will you give up your will and let mine be done on earth as it already is in heaven? This is the invitation as we look back to move forward. This is the invitation. Will we, will we stop grumbling and let go and say, okay, Lord, I trust you, though I don't know. I don't know what the next step is. I don't know what is on the horizon, but I trust you, Lord Jesus, to make a way. Don't read Exodus 15 and, don't, and, and, and not see God making a way for his people just down the road. Seven miles away was a refreshing that was going to exist. They grumbled and he's still refreshed. God desires a refreshing for you in this new year in a way that you haven't experienced his spirit before. He's inviting and desires that refreshing in your life so that out of that refreshing comes something new, a new life as we saw here in the baptism today, a new life into the new year. That is the invitation and what God has, is, is planning and preparing and making a way for. Will you receive it? Will you receive that refreshing? Because God, whether or not you were baptized today or not, God desires a refreshing in your life each and every day. Hold on to that church. 
He desires it. I want you to walk in it, to be restored and renewed in such a way that the way you live in 2024 is a new, is a new creation, a new creation in him, a new creation. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, in this time, in this space, help us to hear from you, God. Help us to, to hear from you, just uh, both in our story of Exodus and how you made a way for your people, but also that through Jesus, there's an invitation to follow you. And not out of guilt or shame or, or, or just blind obedience, but God, out of a recognition that my life is yours. Renewed and restored for you, God established in this place and time and in this season to be yours. So lead us, I pray, in this time. Help us respond in ways that are transformational. Amen.